What does a World War II era Army football team have to say about Ole Miss? We'll tell you right after this. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to this What to Watch For episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis, at the Stephen Willis down below. Um, what does an Army football team from World War II have to say about this Ole Miss team? And it's simple, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. We'll talk about exactly what we mean by that in just a second. But right now, I do want to let you know that this episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this weekend's matchup between the Ole Miss Rebels and the Alabama Crimson Tide right here on Sling. Sling, it's the TV you love at the price you'll love. Try it today. The game's at 2.30 Central on CBS. Um, The line is not moving in case anybody is wondering about that. And also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications for new videos, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting below and of course, upvoting the video itself. Appreciate it very much for that. Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside, Doc Blanchard and Glenn Davis I think they both won Heisman trophies in the World War II area running the ball for the Army Black Knights. This was an era that was a little bit different. Shortly after that, Johnny Vault would arrive at Ole Miss and Ole Miss would come on the scene. But in the 40s, Army was the thing. And Doc Blanchard, Mr. Inside, and Glenn Davis, Mr. Outside, Um, Ended up winning Heisman trophies and just kind of running all over people. I think Ole Miss is in a similar position of a 2.0 of that offense with Quinchon Judkins, Mr. Inside, and Zach Evans, Mr. Outside. And that use against Alabama will be something everybody needs to keep an eye on. Because if Ole Miss is successful in the run game, which they very well can be. They average like 260, 270 yards a game. Alabama could be in a little bit of trouble. Mr. Inside, Quinshawn Judkins, those inside zone plays against Texas A&M that just ate them up over and over and over again. Quinshawn Judkins ran for over 100 yards against LSU, ran for over 200 yards against A&M. He is hitting his stride. When he should be hitting the freshman wall, he is kind of hitting his stride. But Alabama does have the talent defensively to take away especially the inside zone. If you um, listen to John Avery last night, he described the differences in the outside zone and the inside zone and how he studied, studied at Denver, and he talked about Terrell Davis, and this was an Alex Gibbs thing. Um, side note, when I was at Ole Miss, Alex Gibbs came by for two or three days and gave a preparation and Monty Kiffin came by shortly after, thereafter and gave a two- or three-day preparation. If you talk want to talk about graduate-level football classes, me sitting back there just videoing all this and um, letting it soak in 
was absolutely cool. It, it was amazing. But the zone running scheme and Alex Gibbs teaching it was really cool. Um, but Alabama has the ability to make the zone running scheme difficult. Because the way you attack a zone running scheme is not following the blockers and trying to beat the blocker in front of you. It's trying to make the blocker block a gap. If, you, if you're playing it vertically, you're going to do better if, than if you go horizontal with the block because the whole purpose of this blocking scheme is to provide the seam for the running back by accordioning stretch, stretching you out on the line of scrimmage. If you're going straight ahead, if they are having trouble blocking you, the zone running scheme can run into problems, and especially the inside zone, which is more of a quick hitting play than the outside zone. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. Alabama on the defensive line has Will Anderson, who's probably the best player in college football. They have Jaheim Otis and other defensive linemen that are absolute monsters, or at least the potential of being monsters. And they have Dallas Turner, which is basically like baby Will, Will Anderson. This is a good team that has the ability to play that way that could make the running game difficult for Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss could have success, and it could work just similarly to the way LSU did Saturday night. But it's not something I, I think that we should count on going into the game. So, Mr. Outside becomes important. Zach Evans in space has been absolutely phenomenal this year. And, and he got a little nicked up, uh, I guess, post-Vanderbilt. But he couldn't play against LSU, which if he could play against LSU, I don't care what anybody says, that game's a different game. And everybody's like, well, what about this? What about that? No, that game's a different game if Zach Evans can play. And they have to stretch out and worry about the outside part of the field. It, Zach Evans makes this offense different. A, a one-dimensional offense for Ole Miss right now would be just one of the backs because everybody provides different things. And, yeah, that, that's I think that LSU game is a different game if Zach Evans is able to go. As you saw against A&M, because they have elite defensive athletes as well. Alabama's going to have elite de defensive athletes. They're going to have elite coaching. They are going to have the mindset where Nick Saban in his press conference talked about this running game and this Ole Miss offense and this Ole Miss team really glowingly. Basically, it was a compliment fest between Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin in their Monday press conferences. So that's another thing that you can take from this. This is about to get real. This is the game that Lane Kiffin has been building towards. I don't know if Lane Kiffin's going to win this game, but he's been building for this. He's been reshaping the roster. Everything has been about beating Alabama. And Lane Kiffin, you know, wants to beat Nick Saban. So that's the reason he probably was a little bit miffed whenever Feinbaum added a little fuel to the fire. Saying the Alabama dynasty is over and everything is there. Because Alabama, this is a true statement. They could be 5-4 and four right now and well on their way to the Belt Bowl or the Music City Bowl. They could be 9-0 and and number one in the country. Four plays. Four plays is the difference between 5-4 and four and 9-0. and 
Alabama's a good team. They have good players. It's the most talented roster Ole Miss is going to face unless they play Georgia. And they might have a more talented roster than Georgia. Probably not, though. But, for whatever reason, it hasn't necessarily worked. Because even in the games that Alabama has won on the road this year, there's been problems. There's been issues. There's been things that you can exploit. Rocket Sanders at Arkansas. This was the road game that Alabama won fairly comfortably. Rocket Sanders ran for over 100 yards against the Tide in a similar offense that Ole Miss runs. So I expect Alabama to come out with their hair on fire, with 100% glowing and trying to stop Mr. Outside and Mr. Inside. So the reason we bring him up is what to watch for is if they have success, Alabama could be a little in a little bit of trouble defensively. Again, this Alabama team, they have the players all over the field to rise up and take away what needs to be taken away. Ole Miss hasn't seen a roster like this this year. In fact, when everybody said all year long, well, until you play SEC teams, until you do this, until you do that, they're talking about this game. This was the game they were pointing to. In fact, it's at the point where if Ole Miss pulls the upset and wins the game Saturday, what are they going to say after that? Other than we don't play well in Arkansas or being really nervous about the Egg Bowl. It's beginning to sound like they're just going to um, describe that regardless. Just period. So, this should be a really fun game. And it all starts with Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside 2.0. Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. If they can get going the way that Jerry and Ely and Snoop Connor had success against this team in 2020, this game could be a lot of fun. Now, one thing that helps Ole Miss is Ole Miss can go a little bit faster than they could last year. Everybody's like, what was the difference between 2020 and 2021? Well, the 2021 game was in Tuscaloosa, and just by the noise and everything going on, you're going to go a little bit slower, or you're going to have operational penalties. This game being in Oxford means the offense can run it 100%. They can do the things that they need to do. Um, the crowd will be absolutely crazy. When Alabama has the ball, they're going to go a little bit slower. They're going to have a little bit of trouble operationally. That's just the way this works. Home field advantage in college football is almost becoming a college basketball level event. I think they said like three top 12 teams have home losses on their resume. It's hard to beat a good team at home. A team like Alabama has the talent to do it. Hard to be a good team, beat a good team at home. And Ole Miss is a good team. I don't care what anybody says. Ole Miss is a good team. And it, I mean, people have their opinions. Whatever. Anyway, did you know that over the holidays, property climbs like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% of their award, 50% off of their award-winning security system, so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. In 2019, I had um, major brain surgery, like 20-hour surgery. I mean, it, it, it was nuts. Um, but 
I guess whenever your brain touches that much oxygen, you become a little bit more forgetful. And I become forgetful. And it seems like at least once a month. I forget the security system's arm, open the door, the alarm goes off, and simply save calls, like, what's the password, the whole nine yards, and I give it to them, and they're like, all right, Mr. Willis, you know, have a good one. And my point is, if they will always be on the ball for the worst customer of all time, they would for you, and they would help protect you in the case of an intruder. So, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agencies use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. It's pretty cool. So don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to you to the biggest sport stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. In the first segment, we talked all about Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans and how huge of a game this is for them. And I think that that is pretty obvious for everyone. But what are the markings we should look at that things are going well? You know, everybody naturally assumes that the, um, that things can go poorly. But what are the things that we need to look for that things are going well? Or should I say well enough? Because things could even go well and Ole Miss not win this game. Because this would be an upset win. But what are the markings of an upset win? I think if the crowd affects Alabama during the game, and I understand that they struggled at Texas and Tennessee and LSU, all 100,000-seat stadiums, and they're going to come into Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium, and there's going to be 66, 67. So the numbers will not be quite as well. And the way the stadium is built, noise is not a factor like it can be in other places. I get all of that. But how can the crowd affect Alabama? Because they've had trouble with penalties. Like, Two or three of the most penalized games in Nick Saban's history has happened this season. So operationally, they have not been clean this year. So that explains why they lost a couple of games, by the way. Because third and three is easier to get than third and eight. And eventually, you will not convert that third down. You'll end up scoring less points. You'll end up losing the game. That's the way it works. So can the crowd affect Alabama? That, that, is, that is one number one thing to watch because the crowd plays a massive role in this game, period. I mean, it doesn't even really come that close. Second of all, how is Ole Miss running the football? How is Ole Miss running the football um, against Alabama, are, are they 
doing really well? Are they able to get a push? You can keep an eye on that. If Ole Miss is going second and six, third and two, and getting first downs fairly consistently, no, this is probably a good situation for Ole Miss. Second of all, Jackson Dart on his deep passes. Jackson Dart needs to be at a higher percentage on his deep throws than he normally is. The windows are going to be smaller. The athletes are going to be better. He needs to be a little bit more competent in the deep ball throwing. Now, he's been good this season. I'm saying he needs to be great this game. He doesn't need to be Steven Garcia because Ole Miss's team is better than that South Carolina team was, in my opinion. But he does need to be good. He does need to be great on the deep passes downfield, and he needs to avoid costly interceptions. If this game is completely blah, no more real momentum swings, and any Alabama has to work for everything, that's a better case than a turnover, a fourth down stop, things like that. Every possession needs to end in a kick. If Ole Miss is doing these things, you've got the makings of an upset win. Now, Alabama turning the ball over, everybody knows that. Ole Miss needs to be really good tackling the ball. If Jameer Gibbs is having success running the ball, that is problematic. We're going to talk to Jake Thomas of Tie Talk Live, and he's going to tell us all that's going on with Alabama. We're going to have Luke Robinson this week. We're going to have Chris Gordy giving a preview. We got three outside of Ole Miss previews of this game scheduled, and that's not counting Biscuits and SEC. SEC after dark tonight. Um, and the Twitter spaces. There's perspectives everywhere. We're going to cover this from every angle that we can. And Friday, hopefully, I'm going to have a day of fun at Magic Kingdom at Disney World if this hurricane just goes somewhere else. Although, you know, by the time it gets to Winter Haven, you know, it's probably going to be a tropical storm anyway, but still, it needs to go somewhere else. We're done with you. Get away. So, this is a game that, I expect Ole Miss to at least be very competitive in with a chance to win the game, period. I'm not really ready to give my prediction yet. I'm going to do that on the crossover on Thursday, tomorrow. Um, But this is the game that Ole Miss can win. And the homer in me might not allow me to pick Alabama in this game. I, I, I don't know. But... As this week goes on, I get more and more confident. There's more There's more avenues. There's more roads. You know, used to, in 2014, 2015, when Ole Miss pulled off those upsets, the margin for beating Alabama was so narrow. There were so few things that could be done that took advantage of this team. That's not necessarily the case now. LSU took two-yard runs and turned them into four-yard runs, and by the fourth quarter it was six-yard runs, and Alabama couldn't stop them. Um, Defensively, they had a plan. There were weapons all over the field against an Alabama offense in 2018, 2019, and 2020. There's just weapons everywhere. That's not the case right now with Alabama. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm talking about relative to other Alabama teams. So, yeah, I think Ole Miss can win this game. I don't think anybody can watch the last couple of games and think that Ole Miss can't win this game. This, Like I said, this isn't 2019, 2020. These aren't those Alabama teams. Now, 
just like Tennessee, and I will say this when I'm talking to Jake, we talked all week about Georgia having trouble getting after the passer, and they only had 10 sacks on the year. Georgia lived in Tennessee's backfield. So teams like this always have the ability to rise up. So that is why it is important for the crowd to get in. That is important for a fast start. All of these things for confidence, you do not want them to rise up too much. Because this is the most talented roster Ole Miss has faced this season. And they need it to be treated as such. But that doesn't mean that Ole Miss can't win the game. Just means that this would be an upset if they did. And funnily, and real funny, um, Alabama fans are trying to come over and get an upset win over Ole Miss. Weird game. Also, fun fact before we get to Jake Thomas. This is the first game since 1964 where Ole Miss and Alabama in at least one poll was were ranked in the top ten. In 1964, that is the Sugar Bowl that they played in after Ole Miss's last SEC championship. If you need all kinds of symbolism, it's there. It is all there. And, yeah. It, it, it should be a lot of fun, anyway. Anyway, can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you've got to try this, and I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. That's cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling, and it's insanely tasting. Let's look at candy cane brownie puffs. Built puffs are built like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. So first off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. See what I did there? They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. 130 calories per bar. It's a magical, wonderful time eating them. So you're probably wondering which new flavors are my favorite. An unanswerable question, to say the least. They're all unbelievable, and they're all different, but you can create an order of a mix box and try all try all five flavors for yourself. Bill, you've got to try this. So get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON at built.com. That's 15% off by using LOCKEDON15. That's the code, LOCKEDON15, all one word, at built.com. You can get 15% off. Really cool. Chocolate um, cookie dough puffs, my absolute favorite. Try those. I can't recommend them enough if they're available. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications for new videos, which happen quite frequently. And, of course, participate in the conversation down below by commenting or upvoting the video, if you would. Thank you very much. I'm here with Jake Thomas from Tide Talk Live. We're going to talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide a little bit. And Jake, what is up with Alabama this year? Man, they got coaching problems. And I'm not talking about Nick Nick Saban. I'm talking about coordinators and down the the line, down down the the tree of coaching uh, on this team. Um, You know, offensive line has been been a struggle for the last couple years. 
pretty much ever since Kyle Flood left and, and, and went to Texas, the offensive line has been atrocious. Uh, Alabama's not won the in the the line of scrimmage at all in the last couple of years. You you see that taking effect right now. Uh, defense line coaching there has been a problem. Uh, secondary, I mean, secondary is Saban's baby, but he also has coaches there, and they're not getting it done either. So it's a lot of coaching issues and a lot of mental mistakes from this Bama team that you don't see or haven't seen in the past from from a Bama led team and Nick Saban led team. Yeah, you look at it. The, this Alabama team, they're seven and two, and people are completely melting down, as basically you just said. Yeah. Um, but they're seven and two because of two plays. There was a field goal against Tennessee on the last play and a two point conversion against LSU. But the mm-hmm. flip side of that is they're lucky to not be five and four right now because yeah. they were a play away from losing to Texas and they were a play away from losing to Texas A and M. And I tell people all the time. It's, this Alabama team is as good as you can remember. Their ceiling is national championship ceiling, but their floor is Music City Bowl, which is kind of new for Alabama under Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. You know, people say, man, Nick Saban going to Music City Bowl, that, that will never happen. Well, I mean, we're at the verge of it. It could absolutely happen because we can lay an egg at the rest of the season and, and absolutely get get destroyed about the game we're facing to talk about this week. And then we can lay an egg against uh, Auburn as well. So, I mean, you know, it, it's absolutely there where a bowl, like the Music City Bowl, is in our size if something doesn't change in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and it could because Alabama does have the talent to rise up at any particular right. moment. They could come out against Ole Miss and be completely – barn burners they have that ability to do it just like georgia and tennessee that's the example i give everybody was talking about georgia's pass rush and how they couldn't get to the quarterback they lived in tennessee's backfield sometimes teams just cut it on so my next question for you jake is bryce young really healthy he doesn't look quite right yeah you know he we was at the game, me and my wife, we went to the Mississippi State game, and that second half, he, he just didn't look right. He, he was kind of off, uh, underthrowing guys. And then you turn around to this week, and, and he was underthrowing guys by 10 yards or more. I mean, it, it did not look like Bryce was was in his element. He was – he well, he wasn't in his element. He was out of, out of shape. And I think – I don't think he's 100% healthy, but I know mentally that interception in the end zone – kind of messed with him throughout the night and he just got very very cautious when when we needed him to to make a play he just got too cautious but going back to him being healthy i don't think he's 100 percent. he may be about 80 85 okay um i was talking with um cory who you know watch tonight on sec after dark because you'll hear me jake will be there we'll be talking more about this game and we'll have perspectives on the tennessee and georgia angle as well uh, but if you look at the LSU game, Bryce teams have discovered that just bull rushing up the middle and pressure up the middle is the best way to affect Bryce because let's be real, he's, he may not be Kyler Murray short, but he's probably 5'11", 6' foot uh, in lifts a little bit. And that is – Many of his passes, that interception was on anticipation, but his pass wasn't. It wasn't where the receiver wasn't where they he thought they would be. Are are you seeing this? Is, is this could could this be a situation that gets a little bit worse for Bryce Young? 
there, there's a chance because, like I said earlier, the offensive line has it, it's been kind of shaky year round. Uh, and, and like you said, you know they were bull rushing up the middle. Uh, LSU was uh, last week, and just just getting in there and shoving our our guys in in Bryce's face. And he's, you know, when you have that pressure in your face, you're looking at what's in front of him instead of looking at where your receivers are at. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of mentally messes with you as well i talked about his, his mental toughness earlier on the intercession but like i said just kind of messed with him a little bit uh but but when you get pressure on him and he's having to move out move out of the pocket it absolutely you know that that's when he's kind of at his he could be at his best but he also can make mistakes as well yeah yeah because <laughs> you, you did notice in this game that there was a lot of anticipation that was happening with bryce young and stuff that there's no way he could see Let's turn the page to this week. What are you expecting in this Ole Miss game? For for Alabama, I just want to see some kind of grit and some kind of passion that that is not has not been there this year for from past Alabama teams. You know, Alabama Alabama has the Alabama standard as we all talk about, and they just have not lived to the Bama standard this year and. You know, they're like you have mentioned, Steve. There's talent all across the board, and, and their ceiling was a national championship. But that ceiling is now not. It's not national championship. It, it's not even going to be SEC championship, unless we we got to have a lot going. You know, to go wrong for LSU, and we still got to be Ole Miss and and Auburn. But I just want to see them finish strong to finish out the year. And get back to the to the toughness that Alabama past Alabama teams have been known for. Well, in, in this game, what, what what is concerning you? Whenever you look at this game, what concerns you? The biggest thing that concerns me is is just that: Are we going to come out and and just have our heads down because the season's over with? Are we going to play to our ability that we know we can play at? And I just don't know with this team right now. It's very concerning. Uh, another thing that, that worries me in this game is, you know, I, I just I, I just don't know where our receivers are, are at. You know, they've not been there all year. I mean, we finally got uh, uh, Brooks going, and he's finally leading uh, the receiving attack. But all year up until last week, Jameer Gibbs, our running back, was – had the most reception yards and and on, on our team so there's a lot of question marks that you're not used to seeing with alabama and and we've got to get something going this year to to salvage somewhat of a season yeah it, what would be a successful season at this point for alabama because the sec championship that that that's a hard reach at this point mm-hmm. yeah what what is something that alabama is it an access bowl would it be a Cotton Bowl or an Orange Bowl against Clemson? Is that is that the level now? Now uh, you know you went out and and then try to get a New Year's Bowl. I, I would imagine, you know, that's got to be what we're looking forward to. But it all starts this week, and and it's just going to depend on what team comes out. The one that we know that can play like they played against Mississippi State and just shut Mississippi State out all four quarters. Or is it going to be the ones who struggled against Texas, against Tennessee, and against LSU? Which team's going to show up for Bama? Yeah, and, and seriously. And what concerns you from Ole Miss, from what you're going to see Saturday? 
what's the one part that you know Alabama should probably key on? Because if they don't, it's over. With, with with Ole Miss's attack, it's it's so tough because not only can they run it with a two-headed monster, they can also run it with the quarterback and, and dart, and they also throw it like crazy. So I, I feel like Alabama needs a key in because they're really good at stopping the run, but that secondary has been, been trounced the last couple of weeks. So it all depends on what Ole Miss does, you know, game plan, and, and Lane is one of the best game planners out there. And he knows the vulnerabilities that the, this defense has. So he, he's going to attack. I know he's probably going to try the run to set up the pass. And and if, you know, some if Evans or, or uh, Jenkins gets a, gets a breakaway, they're gone, you know. And that's just going to set Ole Miss up for the rest of the game, you know, and, and just force Alabama to stop them. And I don't know okay. if they can do it. <laughs> Okay, uh, before we get out of here, what's the prediction for the game? Man, I, I love my Tide, but, I mean, I I just don't see right now just a mental reflection how, how they've been playing the last couple of weeks. Being on the road, being a big game. It's still a big game for Ole Miss. It needs mm-hmm. to be a big game for Alabama. Um, I, I just I, – I think Ole Miss, if they're going to beat Alabama for the first time since 2015, this is the time to get it. You got Alabama, who's licking their wounds right now. But on the flip side, Steve, if Alabama comes out the way they're playing like they need to, it, it could get ugly, like you said, in a hurry. I just don't know which team is going to show up. Yeah. But right now, in my heart of hearts, I think Ole Miss is going to win. And I think it may be like 38-30 to 30 top game. Yeah, th- that that's my thought. I said, if Ole Miss has a chance to win this game, they need to hold Bama to somewhere. Bama is going to be somewhere between twenty-five and thirty-one points, somewhere in there, and then you're going to win the game with your offense. That is right. that is where I am. Um, thank you very much, Jake, um, and thank you guys for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest sport- stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Jake Thomas, Tide Talk Live, thank you very much for stopping by today. And, um, man, good luck this weekend, man. Yeah, enjoyed it, Steve. Thank you for having me. All right, you can see us in a little bit on SEC After Dark. All right, take care, guys. Mm -hmm.